It's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get back up. Yeah, that's not how a field sobriety test works, girl. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening and happy Monday to you all and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom and as always I'm in the studio with my friends starting with the first one. Hey y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear aka... Your boyfriend's boyfriend. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm going to have to talk to my boyfriend. <laughs> but welcome you all to the show. This is The Dish. And uh, you're going to see a subject in the background. She's silent. She's a friend. She just wants to listen in. And uh, and we're here. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things that are happening around the world that uh, has a lot of people on edge. Um, so before we get started, I just wanted to do a, a quick roundtable check and um, see how are we feeling you know, things are tense. A lot of people are very stressed given the new cycle. Um, and not only that, I mean, we're still coming out of what was a very crazy two years. And, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm sure that everyone else or there are a lot of people out there that are feeling a little edgy uh, given the circumstances and the temperature of things right now around the world. So, Trish, how are you? I'm all right. Um, Just all right? Yeah. No therapy, none of that. Oh no, I need therapy. Oh no, we know we're, we be, know. we're beyond therapy right now. <laughs> so no, but oh, over. I mean, you've had a lot of really good blessings happening over the course of the last two weeks. You've got a brand new niece, yeah, uh, who's a demigoddess and gorgeous and beautiful, and you know, so things are good. Yeah, things are good. I don't really have much to report. All right. Is there anything anything going on that like you know makes you uneasy uh, about things that are happening around the world today? Um, yeah. 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 Putin's a bitch. Yeah. Fuck Putin. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, I feel like we're about to go into another world war. Like, I don't know how to feel because I feel like, honestly, if we do that, it's just going to be, everyone's going to die. It's going to be a new. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. What about you, Jay? How are you feeling nowadays? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, It's. I guess depends. Some day, I try not to watch as much news as I mm. usually do because every other article is war pending. Right. And of course, every time you see something in the news, everything's their opinion. It's right. not exact fact. I mean, you got you got to realize that. But they make everything so fucking dark. Right. A lot of the times. Well, and, I mean, and even though we're not per- talking about baking cookies and creams yeah, here. No, I absolutely, mean. but. There's information that they can provide, and there's and there's the actual facts. And then I see a lot of times, you know, they the impending, you know, the impending doom for the entire right. nation and world, and and you're like, shit, you know. I mean, when a head of state warns you in a in a yeah. you know in a wanna in a half hour like tirade that you know he's he likes to remind the world powers that he's an he's they're a nuclear power. They it's are. scary, they are. right? Yeah. Why would you say that if you're not, you know, if your intention is not to to put people on notice of the fact that, yeah. you know, they are and and have been, but e- even before yeah. the des- the dissolution of the Soviet Union itself, yeah, were a nuclear power. Um, it's scary. It is. It is. And I think. I mean, do you think that that our president has taken the yeah, that was, that was my steps? thought. Like, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think he's he, well. It depends. And then, and then you looking at it from that perspective, you got this asshole right. <laughs> from a few years back that comes to you know comes in. That shit wouldn't happen if I was still in office, you know. So, so you you kind of get you you you're, he's kind of getting some leverage, right? To 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 a, to an extent. And especially the people that are hardcore still, you know, believers that he should be in office. And and you have to consider this when the new election comes up. How right. is that going to pivot? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, well, this, this might give this asshole a chance to right. get back in office. Yeah. Uh, I, I, a I lot strongly of this, and hopefully 
hope it doesn't happen, but I, I, you got to look at how it plays out. I don't think so, but I was wrong the last time because I said Hillary's got this in the bag. There's no way he's going to be president. And there he was yeah. accepting, you know, the presidency. Um, I, I'm a little edgy. Right. And you're right. News um, certainly embellishes and, and for dramatic dramatic purposes uh, sort of kind of make things out to be so doomsday. Um, but there, ha- there are a lot of things that are happening currently. Yes. Um, like for example, um, the U S levied sanctions on, on Russia, along with other nations, Canada, the UK, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the NATO Alliance um, countries have levied sanctions against the state of Russia. Yeah. And the people that are suffering, I mean, technically it's not people, Putin. Putin. <laughs> Putin. Pu- puny Putin, right? Yeah. It's not Pu- Putin. Putin? Putin? Yeah, Putin. Call, yeah, Putin. call him Putin. I don't want, uh, I really don't want to, yeah, that's actually a good good eat. I don't want to relate him to good food. But <laughs> Chris this, uh, yeah, this, this other asshole, curds yeah, and so, cheese. curds and cheese. But. Um, or cheese curds with fries. That's yes, what it is. Yes. Yeah, there you go. But what I see is, you know, when you look at it, when you look at it, it, it he, I mean, he's. He's making Biden look like a punk right now. It's like not necessarily. Um, So there are a lot of things that happen that a lot of people don't realize the impact and implications of what. Well, the the sanctions I think were were forthcoming to begin with, and that was a that was in a way it's also a power play, right? right? Because now what happens? We sanction them. Now everybody has to come this way and look at the U.S. for oil. And probably get approval to start drilling again. So we don't have any oil here. That's, that's Alaska. The thing. We have we have a lot of natural gas um, in in our in our territories and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, it's a ripple effect for a lot of the things yeah. that are happening. Yeah. So so I'll give you an example. There's a there's a a union a, a financial union called SWIFT, and one of the things that were levied against uh, Putin's um, government was that they removed certain banks, yes. not all of them, from SWIFT. And the reason why is because there is a na- international consensus that banks that tran- do transactions for energy in where other nations rely on this energy to to heat their you know their citizens' homes and to run you know economies whatever uh, that that those banks can't be sanctioned willy nilly. Right. And so they took the financial institutions that had no affiliations with some of these energy resource um, um, things and sanctioned them and left the other ones out, which really doesn't really put a big chokehold on on them. But then they went ahead and did something far more important was that which is also very rarely done. They sanctioned the head of state himself. So Putin himself, his personal finances have been sanctioned. What does that even mean? So what happens is that, you know, him, his family, his cronies, uh, his own personal wealth, anywhere where his money is, the governments of the world have have seized it and stopped it from being used in a way that he could move it around. If we can find it, we will put a hold on it. Yeah, but he has a lot of money in um, offshore accounts and things like that. Crypto and they can't do anything when it comes to crypto. So the issue is, too, is that, you know. We very rarely ever sanction a head of state. When we get to that point, it means that all diplomatic options are off the table now, right? He's gone beyond, he's crossed that line. Mm -hmm. And very rarely do we do it. We've only done it in the past 10 years, I would say, to five heads of state. Kim Jong-un is one of them, Nicolas Maduro, Venezuela, uh, Gaddafi up in um, northern nation, Libya. Uh, You had uh, Hassan in Syria. These are men who have commit, committed atrocities against, you know, human rights and have been sanctioned personally in where their international assets are actually frozen. They can't touch them. They can't get to them. Uh, and that has a very, very large economic um, impact on him personally. They've also sanctioned all of his cronies and their personal wealth. And right now, the value of the rubles in Russia, which is their main currency, has literally collapsed. Mm-hmm. And so... While all of this is happening in Ukraine and making everyone feel so weird and and so edgy, because I'm certainly feeling that way, um, you know, all of this is happening and you're starting to see the Russian people realize we're fucked because 
Now we have to rise up against our own power and say, we don't want this. And you're starting to see it in, yeah. in uh, 51, what was it, 51 uh, cities in, in Russia were, were boycotting the war? And protesting. And protesting, and how many people got arrested? Oh, uh, thousands, thousands and thousands were thousands. arrested because of but, the protests. Yeah, because uh, these sanctions are not only affecting Putin and, and, and his followers. It affects everyone. It affects everybody yeah. in the country. I mean, right. you know. But people, even us. Yeah. Because but he doesn't give a shit about no, no. his country. No, I, I mean, no, but I, I you think have to yeah. also realize that Russia has come a long way, not only um, with the nuclear powers, but uh, uh, um, um, in the digital age. Right. And putting the sanctions in place cuts back on all this for for people right. that live there. Well, there's a so, lot of uh, electronic production and things like chips and stuff that are produced here that they can no longer gain access correct. to. So it won't put them even repairs. Right. To be able to repair Vehicles. their electronics, things that rely on computer chips and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the only other person or nation that they have is China. Mm -hmm. And right now, China refused to um, vote for, they actually abstained from a vote in one of the councils to levy sanctions, further sanctions on. They didn't want anything to do with it. And China's usually very buddy buddies with, with Putin. And, and he's feeling isolated at this point. And I think that that's going to make him more uh, unpredictable as to what he does. And the situation in Ukraine is very sad. And it makes me sad because not only are you're seeing um, mothers and children being, you know, evacuating, leaving, um, leaving behind their husbands or sons, anyone that's over the age of 19 is actually being denied. I thought um, I was younger, actually. From the age of 19 and up, you okay. can't leave Ukraine. They well, won't let they, you. They're asking you to stay and fight. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And they'll send you back. Yes. And so you're seeing a lot of mothers arrive at the borders of all of these NATO countries. For example, Poland or any of the, of the other countries arriving with mothers and children, like having to dodge freaking like shells and 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 bombs that are going off as they're traveling it's insane yeah. and it's scary because the last time we had something this big uh, a conflict in europe that uh was uh, of this magnitude was world war ii yeah you know you haven't seen um nations go over and the reason why we formed the european union was to ensure that there was peace and prosperity in the european uh you know the the, the continent itself and it's scary that one nation is disrupting the peace by literally just nilly-willy deciding hey i'm gonna go invade my neighbor who mm -hmm. by the way should have never left us you know ukraine has been an independent nation since 1991 that was when the soviet union fell yeah. and and I think the the premise of them, quote unquote, invading invading wasn't initially set off that way. From 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 what I understood, one article that I was uh, listening to. Well, not you listen to articles. That's awesome. Yeah, not <laughs> I mean, he listens to audio books. Yeah, but yeah, I get uh, you. It was a you. YouTube uh, a YouTube uh, video, but they were stating that there were. Oh, you're a YouTube news girl. I'm a YouTuber. Yeah, <laughs> but um, th they were stating that there were two. It was two uh, states that are not right. The Dumbest region, uh, the that are considered sovereign from Bundes, the Dumbest. Yeah, which Russia was saying, well, they're not affiliated, so we can go in and just reclaim them. So, so that was the premise behind. Right. It. Right. So you have these two regions on the east yeah. that border Russia, that are that that a lot of you know Russian people, Russian speaking people live in, um, who don't really know whether they want to be a part of Ukraine or want to be a part of Russia. And Putin initially said, we're going in and just, we're going to go, yeah. in, we're going to go in and protect our Russian comrades from being massacred by the Nazis that are in Kiev, not realizing that the president of Ukraine currently is a Jewish person, Yeah, which, which is what? kind of crazy. But and then it it went from that to the very next day. All of a sudden, they're just like bombing the entire country yeah. from all from yeah. all sides, and you you quickly so so when these sanctions started being levied, a lot of people don't realize that we've all been sanctioned, right? Um, in, in a sense, because what that does is it 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 you clearly see what what the market is doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's up and down. We don't know whether we're opening on a, on a good note or a bad one. A lot of people have lost a lot of money. 
overnight in their 401ks. I mean, this impacts a lot of people around the world financially. And, you know, now we're going to start seeing, for example, gasoline prices go up. Yeah. Prices of, of gas for the average American person is going to go up by an average of anywhere between 75 cents to $1.50. And that's a huge, I mean, when you have a truck the size of the truck that you have, I mean, it's, that's, yeah, that's that, a hefty tank every yeah. other week or so. Yeah. Well, that, that you can, yeah, it's about 80 bucks to Ooh. fill right now. Yeah, so, it's, it's tough. Just, yeah, watching the gas go down just hurts <laughs> right now because. Right. But I mean, for me, the reason why I'm edgy and the reason why I feel anxious and, and, and sad is from the humanitarian aspect of, of how this all plays out. Right. And who loses? Because regardless of whether he succeeds in taking over Ukraine or not, or taking down the Ukrainian government, the people that suffer are those children and mothers that are running all over Europe right now trying to find a safe place for their kids. And, you know, all of the other people that are affected around the world as a result of one man's like quest to like for dominance and being a total and complete asshole. It's just crazy. And it's sad. And where do we go from here? I don't know. I mean, do you think we should send in troops? No, uh, I don't think so. Because by doing that, a lot of people have to realize we're also a nuclear powered nation. Uh, they are too. And we're also part of NATO, which means that there's an alliance. And Right. And Ukraine wanted to join NATO. Right. And but Russia and being did, a veto. Have to, right? Yes. So had had. Ukraine been a part of NATO or Ukraine been a part of the European Union, for example, uh, there is agreements that if one of those nations is attacked by another state, that there is an obligation by Mm -hmm. each of those um, states that are part of these unions to defend those that are being attacked. And had they been part of NATO, then we would see NATO forces, not necessarily um, you know, just the U.S. or or England or Germany, it would be a coalition of different forces that would go in and help this nation liberate itself from, you know, the grasp of, of Putin or any other person that decided that they just want to, hey, I'm, I'm coming in, move over. Yes. You know, uh, but that's not the case. And it's sad because you see how, uh, so Vladimir Zelensky, his first name is also Vladimir. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you see it in his face every time he would meet these heads of state, like begging, please allow us to, you know, go into uh, th- this affiliation with, with either NATO or, or, or the European Union. Um, and they will look at him and say, you know, we can't, our hands are tied because Russia has veto power. Russia is a permanent member of, of some of these councils. You know, when you think about, um, and they can veto a decision by the majority mm-hmm. and say, no, you can't add them. And it's not advantageous to Russia to have Ukraine be a part of NATO because they want to take Ukraine right. back. They've already done it in 2014 when they annexed Crimea. And Putin wants to restore the Soviet Union back to its previous glory, right? Where it had all of those Baltic states. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's, his, that's his goal. That's his goal. And preventing Ukraine from going into NATO made it that much more easier for him to do what he just did. Yeah. And, you know, for us, it doesn't make any sense for us to engage in even in, in a small war, because then you're talking about someone who's clearly unhinged, who could launch a nuclear warhead. Mm-hmm. And then that would cause the U.S. to have to respond. And chances are some other country as history has shown, will be the ones that are affected by, you know, radioactive poisoning. And, you know, think about how long, God, you know, it's, we haven't had an atomic bomb blow up in a major city since World War II, you know? And when you think about Hiroshima, when you think about Nagasaki and all of these other places, the grounds are still certain areas. I mean, Russia took over Chernobyl. Yeah. Which was, you know, they had a nuclear accident there and ground has been contaminated. Why they would take it over and bring their soldiers there is beyond me. But they did. Strategic moves. It's it's sickening yeah, to but... see this man do what he does. But, they, but they're, they're choking him. And, you know, 
he thought that this campaign would be maybe a day two tops. But the Ukrainian people are fighting back. Yeah, I mean, the the most severe impact right now is all it's all Russia as far right. as the sanctioning coming into place. Mm-hmm. The ruble's already at a fragile state. It's going to make it well, worse. Well, it fell yeah, completely. So, I mean, it's flat. Yeah, um, Interest rates in that country yeah, like, went up turmoil, to like 20%. Yeah, their market turmoil. They were saying in the news yesterday that uh, uh, Russian residents have uh, taken out over 8 million in, in ruples out of the banks. Mm-hmm. Eight million. Right. That's that's the banks are, are not only are they getting screwed with the sanctions, they have like right. they, they they can't negotiate externally. Yeah, in the international market at this point, but you know, it's scary. And this is a gay show, and we're talking about you know war. But um, keep in mind that uh, Ukraine has a lot of brothers and sisters that are part of the LGBTQ plus community, some of which are probably going through some things right now that are incredibly taxing and scary. Um, you know, you're talking about people who like, I would never want to be a soldier. You know, they're forcing people. They don't care if you're gay, straight, crooked. If you, if you're able if you're, if you're, ready if to you're 19, between 19 and 60, I believe it's yeah, the age that yeah, they were 19 saying and 60. And they're telling people, Prepare Molotov cocktails. I saw a picture. There was a group of like five guys. There must have been like a hundred bottles on the floor, and they were just right. preparing and packing them in milk crates. And, and pa- it's, packing them in milk crates. It's you know it's shit scary. you see in movies. Right. You know it's 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 scary and it's a surreal reality that you know this could impact us in a way where if if we get involved, we might be in that same position. Right. You know it. It's very likely. Hopefully, it doesn't get there, but it's a it's a very likely possibility. Right. So it is scary. And, and the reason why, um, you know, I mentioned that there are brothers and sisters that are part of the community that live there. If you find yourself in a situation where you're in a foreign, you know, in a foreign neighboring country, because you know Putin officially takes over and they're going to start persecuting people for, you know gay propaganda or any of these other things that they have already established in Russia. There are resources, international resources that you can read, um, you know, reach out to, for example, the rainbow railroad is one of those organizations that will try to assist in giving you information on how you can apply for asylum in certain countries and get you out of uh, immediate danger. Um, So that's important to know. And, you know, just try to stay, you know, Aware of your surroundings, aware of what's happening, leave if you can. And, you know, and if you're able to and want to, fight. Yeah. Actually, so that, yeah, there was an article. Um, where is this? Sorry. The Daily Beast, which uh, they, they stated yeah. Ukraine's gay combat volunteers are ready to fight for their lives against the LG, um, against the anti LGBTQ Putin. Right. Um, <clears throat> and it, it goes on to state, desperate to avoid the shadow of Vladimir Putin's bigoted regime falling over Ukraine, LGBTQ combat volunteers told the Daily Beast that members of the gay community have been rushing to prepare for the invasion of Ukraine in recent weeks. Right. Now they stand ready uh, ready to fight and resist the, ru- the Russian occupation of Putin's forces looking look to remain in the, the Ukraine, in the Ukraine uh, soil. Right. So, I mean, you know, they... they not everybody's gonna run, and and you gotta remember. Sometimes you gotta realize this is this is the life. This is where right. they they were born, raised, right. where they live, and regardless of how the regime is, it's still home. Right. Um, so I mean, I mean they're literally in, in in the fight of their lives yeah, for democracy yeah. and and all of those things. But you know, it's you know we think about, for example. Uh, in Chechnya, right? Yeah. Voices for Chechnya was one of the things that um, we participated in one of their rallies and marches in New York because of the catastrophic like handling of ha- what they were doing to gay men and women in this country, in Chechnya. And so, interestingly enough, I wanted to bring this up too. One of um, his security operatives, I'm talking about pres- the president of that nation of Chechnya, Razman uh, Kadyrov. Remember, I... I Never forgot his name because Chris obviously never let us forget it. Um, he had a general that assisted him in eliminating gay men and women from Chechnya and torturing them and doing all of that. He was fighting in um, Ukraine and he was killed. 
Oh, wow. In Ukraine. So uh, the Chechen warlord and close advisor to the leader, uh, Kadyrov, was killed Saturday in Ukraine as Russia continued the invasion of the country. Russian human rights groups have said that the advisor had been involved with the persecution of LGBTQ plus people for a very long time. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what his name is because I don't think I can pronounce his first name, but his last name is Atushevet. Tushavet Tushayev uh, was killed during a battle in um, Antonov Airport, which is known as the Hostomel Airport in north, uh, a little northwest of Kiev. And he was killed. He was killed. And not that I want to celebrate the death of people because, you know, it's horrible to do, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because this person assisted in the torturing of a lot of people, a lot of gay people that they were literally trying to eradicate from this small nation that happens to be within the purview of Putin. And that's Chechnya. And so that was a bit of good news, at least for me. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I'm happy that he's dead, but I'm not, not happy. I, I would like to congratulate the shooter. Yeah, me too. That's all I can say. Like, no, it's just crazy. It's it's all around. It's a very sad situation. I, I just really hope that um, whatever the, the people of Ukraine do, that they're successful in, in pushing Putin back. I hope these sanctions and the ones that are being negotiated right now or even talked about in our own Congress go even further um, to isolate him financially so that he doesn't have the support that he needs to be able to successfully pull something off like this. Yeah. It's crazy. So what do you have, my dear? Uh, nothing really. How do we follow that up? <laughs> well, I, what I will say is that, um, you know, there's not as, as an individual, there's not much I can do. Right. right. But there are resources like the international rescue committee, um, where you can actually donate anywhere from a dollar or a monthly donation of a dollar or $36 or whatever it is. Um, and that goes directly to providing food, medical supplies and resources, for those in Ukraine, but not just Ukraine, Afghanistan, Syria, Yemen. Um, so there are there are little things that we can do, even right. if it's a one-time donation of fifty dollars. If you can make it, just go to help.rescue.org, and you know that's just one way we can show our support. Right. Yeah, I mean, usually when you can't do something physically, throw money money at it. And that's important because it's needed. You know, yeah. these people are going to need supplies. All these people are just placed. You could, you're talking about, you know, um, freezing temperatures, potentially sleeping in tents. Um, you know, they're trying to avoid creating a refugee situation. So that's why Poland opened their borders and said, come in. If you have family, if you have friends here, reach out to them, have them come pick you up at the border um, to prevent having to set up these camps uh, of tents right outside, you know, border towns um, to avoid having a catastrophic like refugee situation. And I think we just sent like (coughs) 7,000 troops to Poland. Right. Right. And we're currently right now um, in Congress. They're they're talking about um, authorizing a bill that would grant about six point eight billion dollars to send over to to Ukraine to assist with military um, and humanitarian crisis to, to assist in any way we can. And I know that um, the UK had also been um, considering in their parliament uh, a bill similar to provide funds for assistance in helping these people who are being, you know, literally just being dumped right into Poland. And Poland's taking the brunt of it because they literally, their entire Western border borders all of Poland. So it's, you know, you have to go through Poland to get to Germany yeah. and so on, so on. So, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. do what you can, you know, try to take a break um, from news. Like Jay says, do something else, you know, <laughs> turn the TV off, go meditate, do something. The days are getting longer. We're about to spring forward uh, in next week. Oh, I can't wait. Me neither. Um, and I think that will help. Um, you know, obviously, what's horrible is horrible. You can't forget it. You can't tune it out. But take a moment for yourself to do other things. Enjoy your siblings. Enjoy your children. Go for a walk. Whatever it is that you have to do. Um, try to nourish yourself, your mind, your health. Uh, and then do what you can. It's insane. Yeah. We've all been sanctioned. 
some so, point or another, right? Right, right. So we're on the half hour mark. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to leave you with some music. Um, or are we? Yeah, we're going to take a break. <laughs> and uh, we're going to come back. And we'll have more Dash. So here's some music. We'll be right back. All right. Well, welcome back from the break. Uh, we took a little break. We refreshed our drinks. We're back. We're fresh. And uh, moving on to more more stories and more things that we've got, um, you know, want to talk about. Um, shortly before coming back uh, from the short break, which was short for us, longer for you guys listening on the live stream, um, we do have some news from the state of Florida. We had reported last um Last week, when we were talking about some of the bills that they had proposed in the state, and I believe one of those bills was don't say gay bill. Uh-huh. Is that what it was? Uh, well, we just learned uh, that on Thursday of last week, the bill actually passed in the state of Florida. So whatever that means, whether the bills will be challenged um, at a federal level, um, you know, because in the end, it just discriminates against members of the LGBTQ plus community, especially kids um, or young adults that are growing up uh, in this whatever we want to call state. I mean, you've been there. I've been to Florida, but it's it's, it's so hard to believe that such a sunny state has a really horrible disposition on the LGBTQ plus community or anything for that matter. Such a such a sunny state has such a dark disposition. Yes, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Thank you. I I don't know. It's just for me. It's it's kind of hard. Um, to, it, it, you know what what this sounds like. The Russian propaganda law, where you can't talk mm-hmm. about or display rainbows or triangles or anything like that because it's considered gay propaganda and it's against the law in Russia, and it's almost like it's an iteration of that uh, of that kind of um, you know law. It it it's really crazy and sad. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the flip side, though, um, students are planning mass walkouts, so right. that's good. Um, but I, I mean, I'm. I, I just can't believe it actually passed. Right. I, you know, it, it, it boils my blood that in a country in where uh, same-sex um, marriages is legal and has been for the past seven years. It's been seven years. 2015. June 2015, the Supreme Court made that decision that um, we still have to deal with, you know, people trying to stop people from talking about being gay the implications of being gay in america what that means for youngsters and and people who are growing up in the middle of all of this you know craziness and like blatant discrimination against people who have a right to exist and live in in this country it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah i mean i said my piece last week oh i know Boy, does she. No, it's it's just sad. And, you know, what What I think is going to happen, and I guess we'll, we'll wait and see and see if this plays out, is that someone's going to file a lawsuit in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, claiming that the law is discriminatory, which it is, uh, and eventually it's going to work its way up the courts, right? And you'll end up um, at a point in where someone's going to have to make a decision, mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll be on the right side of history, we hope, Um but we just don't know. And speaking of the Supreme Court, we've got our first official nomination for the first black woman um, that was nominated by President Joe Biden uh, to the Supreme Court. And I think that's uh, amazing and historic. And yeah, what I will say is I don't think he went about it the right way. But whatever. why? I mean, I don't think he should have specifically said I'm appointing a black woman. Well, he had to. That's the reason why he has the presidency. You, you realize that Representative Clyburn. He's getting so much. Held him to the fire, right? Yeah, but he he's said, getting so much, um, you know, clap back on it. It's bad. He, he should have looked. He should have said, I look at, I, I want to look at everybody. 
Right. No, but but even during and then the, appointed. But he ran on that platform when he ran for president. He said, "If I become president, I'm going to appoint the first black woman um, to the Supreme Court." And and his reasoning behind that is because he feels that the Supreme Court of the United States should re- reflect the people and culture of the United States. And currently, you know, with one I mean, with the, one Latina, the one, concept is it. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It, it makes sense. But I just, I I. Just don't think that he should have said it the way he did. Saying so, that he so was it was worded incorrectly. Yeah, basically. So you're saying that you you find or some people are finding trouble with the fact that he went out and said, "I'm going to nominate a black woman." Yeah. Why? Because basically, he didn't take into consideration anyone else that could potentially be a good candidate. I mean, while I know that there's a lot of good candidates out there, he's not wrong. No, I the mean, court the, can- should reflect. the candidate is amazing. She's amazing. She has all the accolades. She has the, you know, the history. She's right. been working in D.C. for years. Right. But, but, but don't she you just think, went through a confirmation think, yeah. nine months ago for the but current position. But don't you position. think that a lot of times we also have to take into account <clears throat> with this whole cancel culture that we have going on mm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. I cancel a lot, yeah. but yes. Yeah, but it, it, you know, you say the wrong thing, and then it's it's an issue because but, but see, you, it's you a worded wrong thing it, for those. You worded it incorrectly, or people that really don't like what you're doing are gonna right. make an issue out of it. Well, people that so, don't like the fact that she's a black she's woman a black are woman, gonna yeah. have issues with it. So, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, he did run under the premise where he did state, "This is what I'm he going did. to do." Same shit fucking Orange Face did. I'm going to do this. He right. did it. I'm going to go put yeah. people on there that are going to support, you know. Yeah, and support the, me and my cause. And, and he and did. The reversal of, so it's, of, it's the same shit, you know, same shit. I mean, yeah. you, you, you got to look at it for what it's worth. He, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. You know. Yeah. Do people feel that he should have faked that he was going to? I mean. If you said you're going to do this and you follow up on it, why is it an issue? I don't know. <laughs> Ask the American people. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I, who's questioning it? Are, is it his supporters? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Katanji Brown Jackson, I think, is going to be amazing. Oh, she's yeah. she's going to be confirmed. Um, and again, I, I applaud him for having the balls to do it because, you know, one. We have the majority, but I sort of kind of hesitate when I say that because we've got two senators right now that are absolute assholes. Um, and that, of course, is Joe Manchin of West Virginia and then Kirsten Cinema of, of is she from New Mexico? I forget where she's from. One of those, you know, um, limestone what? states. <laughs> what do you call, what do you call those? Um, those. Uh, oh, God, I forgot. Anyway. It's, it's been 84 years. Yeah, you, yeah, it's been 84 years. And you've got those two absolute dungeon freaking senators that ha- have been blocking everything um, that could have been really good for the American people. Um, and, and it's just sad to see. But, you know, we, and we don't know where they stand right with this nomination. But the good thing is that this woman, um, who is extremely qualified, just went through a nomination process uh, through the Senate and passed. Uh, with bipartisan support nine months ago when she was appointed to the current court she's in before being nominated as a justice on the Supreme Court. Um, and so there's high hopes that she's going to she's going to pass regardless. But you're already seeing some of the Republican Party already in opposition because just because it's, you know, she's supposedly a liberal justice. Um, but, you know, Breyer, who just announced his retirement at the end of the session is going is is also a liberal justice so it's you know and this doesn't change the balance of the court it's still six three Mm -hmm. regardless any way you slice it or dice it you have a conservative majority and so i I don't see her having any issues but i think she's going to be great and i think it's going to be really good for for people uh, to see representation in the court. Like, for example, we have um, Sonia Sotomayor, who is a, a Latina. Um, you, you will now have um, Justice Jackson, who is a, a black woman. Um, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't, I also have to also point out that men are sort of kind of dissipate, dissipating in, in this field. And so when you look at the court makeup 50, 60 years ago, it was all men. Mm-hmm. We had two women. 
that were ever justices before Sonia Sotomayor, before um, Elena Kagan came in. Obviously, you know, the, the departed Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, may she rest in peace. Really, the court, the Supreme Court was always predominantly made up of men. And you have more women now mm-hmm. with this nomination. You'll have more women than men on the court. Um, yeah. which is, I think is amazing because, you know, women can rule the world and men just sort of kind of suck at it. <laughs> You're not wrong, you know? And, um, and so I'm excited about that, but I'm, I'm very cautious, um, to see how, how they treat her, um, during the nomination process in Congress and especially from all these like Republican assholes that are just gun ho. Nope. If Biden appointed it, we don't want it. You know, if McConnell had his way, he would do the same thing he did with to president Obama. And where he, you know, stalled all of these proceedings and and the confirmations for Merrick Garland, who ended up being our attorney general anyway. Yep. Um, it's 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 scary to see how things can turn out, but I'm confident that this time, because we do have somewhat of a majority, um, and you know, the vice president being that tiebreaker, um, I think that she will get through, oh, and yeah. we will have our first uh, black woman on the Supreme Court, and that's awesome and amazing. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. And another news, <laughs> Mackenzie Phillips, actress, singer, been around for quite a long time. This woman has been through hell and back, um, you know, recovering from addiction to supporting people who are going through the process of being able to recover from such things uh, has just come out. She was on a podcast not too long ago with David Yontef, uh, um, where she said that she has straddled, um, you know, the line for a very long time. She's dated both men and women, and she's completely comfortable at this point in her life in, in saying that, you know, she doesn't mind people knowing that, um, you know, she's what I would describe bisexual, right? Yeah. She would can do both. And, and I think that that is important because, Again, we say this all the time. I, I believe that, you know, visibility is our greatest um, power and our, our greatest strength as a community. And when people who have a spotlight or people who have a platform do it and come out, it really opens the doors for a lot of youngsters who are out there contemplating, is there something wrong with me? What, what am I doing wrong? You know? Are my parents correct? Am I going to go to hell? Am I going to do this? Or am I going to do that? Or am I not going to do any of these things? When someone like this comes out, um, it's powerful. Colton, we're talking about Colton him. Hayes? Right, yes. Yeah. He just got engaged. Oh, my God, to who? Yeah, to his fiance. To his um, long-term boyfriend. Yeah. Uh. I, I think they were both. Um, <laughs> they were both playing they were both players and whatever it was that he was playing in. Cause I honestly don't follow him. So I don't Colton's know. Football. Football. So, um, he's engaged to be married. Colton and Underwood. I, I don't who know. We're talking about. Yeah. The, from, from the, uh, oh, not the apprentice. Yeah. Oh my God. From, uh, uh, the bachelor. The bachelor. The bachelor yeah. 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 Okay. So he came <laughs> out, he you. was given a whole special. Remember I talked about this. Um, yeah, they're cute. You- not too long ago and, yep. and where I believe you seen the special. A lot of people seen the special. I was like, I have no interest in seeing something. Yeah. No, actually I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch I it. Did. How do you? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. You he, did. Yeah. You I watched did. it. Yeah. I was telling you guys, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a, a good info and, and, and I understand where you're coming from as to right. why you chose not to watch it. Right. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you have plenty of, of, of other, you know, Latino and, and people of color that come out there that are within his spectrum mm-hmm. and don't right? get highlighted and then go don't right. get highlighted. And I'm t- like I said before, I'm tired of seeing my community and myself or trying to find things that I can identify with, but always have to look at those things through the lens of white people. There's a lot of people of color out there that can, you know, be just as equally uh, deserving of getting a special if they come out or decide to get married because they're gay. You know, it's just, that was, where I stood and I haven't watched it, but I congratulate him. And I'm very proud of the fact that he did come out because he's going to change a lot of lives in doing so. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. Yeah. And you're not alone. <laughs> so, um, so congratulations to Mackenzie Phillips for, for, you know, finally having the courage after so many years to accept who she is and, and to share that with the world. I think that's amazing. And she deserves claps. <laughs> Yay. Um, and that's all I have. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm kind of a downer today. Yeah, she is. 
She need, <laughs> she didn't get her Red Bull, and you know I forgot to feed her. Yeah, and give her her pills, yeah. and all that good stuff, and you know things happen. She yeah, had no, a, I she just had like, an extra late meeting. I had right. yeah, I had a late meeting. My brain's kind of been, I'm I'm thinking about Matt a lot because it was uh, 15 years yesterday, right? And so I just like I can't concentrate. I'm sorry. No, it <laughs> happens. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Cry if you want to. It's I don't want to cry. And I cry. No, no, no. It's I. I understand. It's it's not easy um, when you know you lose someone, especially someone some so special. And you know, come this time of year, um, today, I I lost someone who I loved very much. One of my very very first like crushes and and somewhat. I mean, at least I believe he was my lover. Um, he died. Um, he was a police officer in Puerto Rico. He was murdered. Um, off duty and today's his birthday. And so I found myself, I was actually, I have a picture of him inside my, um, my dresser and it has like one of these tops that you can flip up and mm-hmm. there's jewelry that I usually put there or money or things like that. Yeah. And I have his picture there. It's, it's been there since God knows. Oh my God. More than 15 years. I've had that picture with me actually for more than that since I was like 19 or 20. Yeah. And um, 84 years. It's been 84 years. It has years. been. But yeah. <laughs> Since she and, was 19. Yeah, he, he, he became a police officer in Puerto Rico. And um, he was visiting a bar one night. And he was hanging out. A fight broke out. He tried to, as a you know civil servant, intervene and try to rectify the situation. The guy pulled out a gun and murdered him on the spot. And um, it's weird because we this happened... In January, shortly before his birthday, I had spoken with him in October and I had said, hey, I'm coming to Puerto Rico in, um, I'm sorry, no, this happened, yeah, it happened in January. I had called him around August and say, I'm coming to Puerto Rico in, in October yeah. and I would really like to see you um, when I'm there, you know, hang out, catch up. It's been years since we've spoken and I remember that time passed and we had not spoken. Mm-hmm. I arrived on the island. I immediately texted. He wasn't responding. So I reached out to a friend of his and said, hey, have you heard from so-and-so? And I really don't want to say his name on air. Um, and he texts me back and he goes like, he died. And I was devastated. Yeah. It's it was crazy. hard. I had, I was in Puerto Rico because I was going to go visit my friend Robert, um, who you guys know, mm-hmm. um, because his daughter was getting um, baptized. And so I wanted to be there and support him and, and his girlfriend at the time. And getting that news just put such a sour taste. And um, when I came back from Puerto Rico, I haven't been since. I haven't been, I haven't been since. I haven't like worked the courage to to go um and i believe if i were to ever go i really would like to visit his gravesite and sort of kind of you know find some sort of closure on that but yeah today's his birthday so i feel you i know exactly where you are mentally and this morning i was in a weird space as well and i found myself in a meeting sort of kind of disconnected disengaged because it's just like it just comes at you like a ton of bricks yeah all of a sudden so randomly and you know it's funny because it's been 15 years, you know, it's been a long time, right. but I feel like no matter, you know, how much you deal with something, I, I think it's important to allow us, allow yourself to, um, to, to be, to be in it when you need to be, right. um, and not feel shame about, you know, 15 years later, still having a moment where you're just like, I'm just not here right now. Right. But, but grieving is important. Yeah. It's an important part of the healing process and while one never forgets and you know one never stops crying um, yeah, grieving is not just temporary okay. you grieve when when again this brings us back to the text with the tv show when i text and you're like oh my god look who's you oh, know yeah and it took him a minute to realize who it was, but I didn't realize the, who it was. You had to tell yeah, me the, the kid would, the kid was a nice kid and right. we met him and, and he was, right. and it was funny. I was again, watching a YouTube video and they were talking about MTV and shows they had. And he was in an MTV show, uh, temporarily. It only lasted a season. Right. It canceled out. 
And his picture, you know, they posted the picture of the show. He was there. And I'm in my room sitting alone watching this shit. And I was like, oh, my God. And I choked up and I teared up. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, wow. Like, yeah. you don't realize certain things are going to mm -hmm. hit you a certain way. And we were we were friends. I mean, it wasn't like a long time. But we that made. That kid was at my yeah. house every yeah, single day. But we made a connection <laughs> right. and we hung out. And, you know, so you have certain people that even though you you meet, for a short period of time, because he was a traveling nurse. Right. Fantastic. He was great. Yep, he was right. such a sweetheart. And we connect. And, you know, it's very, it's not often when you meet people and you connect right. and you hit it off. And even if you don't hang out all the time, you still have that connection going. Mm -hmm. So me seeing that picture after, and Tommy didn't even know that he had passed. I didn't know. I had no idea. And I was like, holy shit, I'm no. choked up. And he's like, why? I remember, you know, I remember like, why are you being first, so stupid? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, because he sent me the, the, right? the picture. And I'm like, um, did what? this person yeah. die? I'm like, who are you talking yeah. about in this picture? I had no idea. First of yeah. all, I didn't recognize him because I had not seen him in years. And I didn't know he passed. You know, when yeah. we met him, he arrived at Yale. And two hours in, he ends up at Partners. Partners. And the first person <laughs> he meets, right. like literally he just walks to the bar and says you're the first person i've met hi how are you and we just hit it off and we were like we would go oh my god when they used he to had do, a hell of an energy he was really he, very positive man. very awesome um and then we would hang out every day he would get out of the hospital and we were like all right what are we gonna do so every thursday we used to go to 168 york street and have a prime prime rib, prime rib. Oh, oh, that was our thursday thing i always liked the king cut because <laughs> yeah. you know me and my meat i love it um, he likes it thick and big. I oh, do, we know. and juicy size queen. Yeah, I know. No, some people used to get that queen. I was like, "That's not enough meat. You need uh, to put more meat in them bones." <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, but he was such a cool kid. Yeah, and then yeah. you know, um, they, Yale did him dirty. Yeah. So first of all, not dirty in a bad way. Like you know, they he was a traveling nurse. He had a contract. Six months. Boom, he was gone. What I mean was, is that they were like. We're going to put you up and everything. You're a traveling nurse. You're going to arrive. We're going to put you up. So I went with him the first day he went to go look at his apartment. It was an apartment on Chapel Street, not even on the good side of Chapel Street. <laughs> and then you open up the doors and it was just like, all right, this is a fucking like rat infested like apartment. You can't was, stay yeah, here. It was a dump. And he oh did, God. though. He stood. He was like, he, oh, I would have been like, uh-uh. Mm -mm. But he, you know, well, as a, as a kid, traveling the nurse. The kid was from... from Mexico, so well. No, he was born in the U.S. He was from, from California, but Cali, uh, but yeah, Mexican descent. Yeah, yeah, and, and but when he showed up here, where the fuck was he gonna go? He's right. It's already here. He's I already kind of like you are Yale, and you yeah. will find me another apartment. Thank oh you. No, because Yale was giving him money. They, they would give they would give him money for Stipen, rent yeah. every yeah. month, and for I was damn, like, yeah. "Well, dude, I have an extra room. Why don't you rent the room for me, and you can give me the money Yale's giving you? I'll take it." Yeah. No, but he was such a such a good guy. We had a lot yeah. of fun in the six months that he was here, and then he took a, a reassignment and left, and. We stayed connected for a hot minute, and then we lost connection until you pointed out that he passed away. So it's yeah. really sad. May yeah. he rest in peace. So yeah, so that's I mean that's how we get into our moment sometimes. It I know shit just pops up yeah. that you don't expect. Same thing with uh, with Fur. Not, right. not too long ago, his 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 last boyfriend. Or his boyfriend, I should say, not his last boyfriend, right? Well, <laughs> his I boyfriend, mean, the right. guy he was living with, posted something to, me and I was. I was at home too, and and then to boot that day, I was you know drinking at home a bit and hanging out. Caught me all up in my fucking yeah. feelings. I'm and that, that was another. I'm sitting surprise. in the room crying like a bitch. That was another you know? surprise. Yeah, that, that was, man would give you the world yeah. if he had it. Yeah, he was a um, great guy. such a great guy. His parties were amazing. Yep. Um, yeah. My wife, my wife was like, "Honey, I know, I know you're, I know you're going through your emotions now." She's like, "Did you and did you and he ever had any?" And I was like, "There was." Never did, never did. But yep. I mean, pretty much all you guys met him through me because I, right. you know, I met him first. And when we when we first met, always the same bubbly guy, always his heaviest accent, always. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. he had the heaviest Spanish accent. It was <laughs> the best. I mean, he 
it was bad some days. Yeah. Right. Right. And he would say shit, and you're like, what? Say it in Spanish. <laughs> listen. I'm fucking lost. But he was the he, great. Yeah, he, he made do with person. it, though. He, yeah. he he had the olive market. The olive market. Where was that? That was in Redding. In, in Redding. So, I mean, you're talking about a Latino. Georgetown. Georgetown. Um, Redding. In Redding. With a successful, amazing, beautiful like shop where he had like you know indie artists would come and play live music in a corner somewhere and had, olives of every single kind. You've got you know charcuterie, charcuterie like, boards, boards and, that he would make meat. for you and oh the meat the meat oh, towers <laughs> the meat and we're back to meat mm. yeah, see? <laughs> it was delicious it was delicious and he, he was uh, a hell of a cook but yeah. his par- his house was gorgeous yes. oh my god yes. beautiful house out in the woods in middle of nowhere like. So in the woods that some of the roads were dirt, some of the roads were paved, and some of the roads were long as fuck, and you would get lost if you didn't know where to turn. Yep. And you would end up in a creek somewhere. Yeah. Oh, um, that kind of wooded. Um, but the house was absolutely gorgeous. Um, he and his first lover. His husband. Or his husband. that They were together for many years, had built, you know did this house and they redid it. It was beautiful. The backyard, they had a whole like shack in the back, but I'm not talking about a rundown shack. It was a gorgeously built shack. And inside of it, there was a pit where you could literally roast a pig. He, you know, he built all that by hand, right? It's insane. He, he built also another handy homo. Yes. Yes. Well, he, he He was was a handy homo on steroids. Yeah. So (laughs) it was an entire, like you could bake and cook breads and his, uh, his fireplace in the house. Remember it was all covered in copper. Right. He did that all by himself. He he hammered all that copper into That's the crazy. fire. It was gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah, beautiful house. Very handy, very smart. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, he was 56, his fifty six, but you know, his, his family, his sister passed like two years prior to that. Same thing, right. heart attack. His brother passed. Right. Same wow. thing, heart attack. He passed. And I think shortly after that, his mother passed, all died of heart attacks. The whole family. It's like everybody that passed. Yeah, it was crazy. And he owned and he owned property in. in, uh, Shit. I think he was from Uruguay. Uruguay. I was going to say Venezuela. uh, Los Olivos, which was was a ranch that he had out there. Yes. Uh, Again, beautiful property. Oh, my God. It's like you can take trips down there. And it was a, a, a bed and breakfast. Right, Right. Too bad. I always wanted to go, but it's very sad. And then in the end, he just sold it all, bought a condo, and moved to Stanford. Uh, No, Danbury. um, Danbury, and and then just that was it. He was just like, I'm done with all this, and I was like, but he said bye, Felicia, and then he really said bye, Felicia. It was a sad. It was sad sad. because it was shocking for all of us. I had seen him the week before at Partners. He had came up um, with his friends, and he was all happy and go lucky. And then the, the following week, we we find out that yeah. he used to come to Partners all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you probably met him at one point in time, probably. not even realized. Um, but he was he was a nice guy. Yeah, it's a nice guy. Absolutely. All right. Well. If we don't have anything else, I think uh, that should be a wrap for today. So I'm going to toss it over to Trish, give her some love so that she can give us uh, Mama Kim's Minute. You ready for that? Okay. You want to live? (laughs) Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, Joe Biden nominates Judge, I'm going to say her name wrong. Katanji. Katanji Brown Jackson. Try it again. Say it right. Katanji. 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 Katanji Brown Jackson. Okay. Okay. To the Supreme Court. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, how the righteous gemstones quietly became TV's most homoerotic show. Number three, Texas DAs refused to uphold governor's order to investigate parents of trans kids for child abuse. Which is good. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. Hurrah. Defy, defy, defy. All right. Well, on this day in gay history, Mr. Jaybird, do you want some music or are you good? No, we're good. She's good. <laughs> so, obviously, on this day in gay history, February 28th, in the year of 2008, in Venezuela, that's probably why I wanted to say Venezuela before, uh, Union Affirma- Affirmativa, right? Union Affirmativa. Union Affirmativa. Oh, it's Spanish, bitch. It's Spanish, girl. You're trying to read that shit in English. Have, yeah. I well, that's because everything is in English, so oh, don't, don't blame me. I didn't, pre, <laughs> I didn't pre-read. A non-governmental organization had appealed in 2003 asking for legal 
recognition of economic rights, pensions, inheritances, social security, common household, etc. for same-sex partners. The ruling says that through same-sex partners enjoy all the rights, civil, political, economical, social, and cultural rights. They do have, they do, they do have not special protection. That sounds a little uh, incorrect, doesn't it? Yeah, it should be. They don't have. They don't have, right? <laughs> okay, I was like, uh, they don't have, they don't have special protection similar to concubinage. <laughs> you guys are just fucking me up today. Jeez, I'm sorry. I wasn't ready for this. I had a smoke before this session. Fuck. Usually when I'm nice, I could read right through this. <laughs> so, anyways, excuse me. <laughs> Absolutely. How to do that? Sorry. So they do not have special protection similar to concubinage or marriage between a man and a woman. That is in the same terms that heterosexual partners have. Mm, interesting. That was sorry. Uh, that was the that was only one they had yeah. today. So. <laughs> so. Venezuela. Oh boy. And that was in 2008, um, which I believe um I was in Venezuela in 2006. That was some shit, man. That was some crazy. That was the wedding? That was the crazy wedding. Uh-huh. Some crazy <laughs> look at, shit. Look, look, this, flying this, from one fucking the, like airline to another and this one and that broke your butt or yeah, that when was he, when he broke his butt. I had my Mariah Carey scream in the middle of El Atillo, which is a small little town right outside of Caracas. Um this one's laughing in the background cuz she knows exactly what happened. She was with me the whole time. Um <laughs> I just I keep thinking about you in that went, Jeep holding yourself oh, up. That mountain <laughs> Man, I, I've to, I, I've actually told the story. So, um, yeah, it, it was incredible, and it was it, it was a f- beautiful, fun trip. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. Um, during that time, Venezuela was scary as fuck. Um, you know, given Maduro wasn't president then; it was Chavez at the time. Uh, him and Bush were having some fucking whatever war of words from you know spitting across each other from the fucking Gulf of Mexico from one side to the other, and um, you know. My dick is bigger than yours. Um, shut down the fucking airports while we were stuck in this country for an extra three days trying to figure out where we were going to stay in a fucking hotel room that had no alcohol but a huge fucking billboard of beautifully like sweating beer bottles that you could not drink. <laughs> you could not drink. <laughs> I was livid anyway that's, that's the ultimate uh, uh yeah. torture it's yeah, worse than waterboarding for some people so, <laughs> I know. for those of you who like to have your drinks when you go visit countries avoid staying at airports near uh, excuse me hotels near an airport yes because apparently if pilots can stay there then alcohol is not served because they don't want pilots drinking because they have to fly your plane which is a good thing but not for me okay avoid airport like hotels just Go out a couple of miles. Anyway, ladies and gents, thank you for joining us on today's show. If you love the show, make sure you go subscribe, rate and review on your favorite device or um, podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation. Those donations we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Trish? Chris, Jay. Chris is not here. Jay. <laughs> we need to update this, by the way. Not yes. Plenty of stuff. And next week, we work, we'll, we will welcome our favorite G-Spot. G-Spot. Yes, Dr. <laughs> Evan Goldstein for oh, this oh, month's oh. Tale of the Tale. Oh, my glasses are hurting. I'm going to try what Jay said. Okay. <laughs> my glasses. Just lift them up a little bit. Yeah, there that, you go. That, that feels much better. Yeah, it More better. Hurt as bad. All right, Nick. Thank you to our imaginary guest. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Just sitting in the corner over here. And um, all right. And now here's Nick with a weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to make sure you keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about future methods. So, Trish. All right. All right. So get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life changing bum cleanser today. Yes, queen.
And as always, we'd like to put a ring on it and call it a closing. If you like so it, we you move. Should a ring, put a ring. Put a ring. <laughs> Different ring, but okay. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and we'd like to thank you for joining us as always. And our show is available on our website, gatetalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Teach and Stitcher Radio. <laughs> you can <laughs> find us on social media. <laughs> Facebook Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram Gay Talk 2.0, Twitter at Gay Talk 20. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom. Try. Give it a try. Just try. <laughs> if, you, if you'd like to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab. There you can, um, you know, push on that little button on the top. Leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or host. You can also call us, 334-GAY-TALK. If you don't understand how to push all those buttons to get those letters, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and you'll have a good night. Bye! You're early today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.